Hello and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure. Not just another episode. It's a whole new year. A whole new year. Are we going to get done for singing Aladdin on the... I don't know. <laughs> a new fantastic you know what? pile of You know books. what? I am happy to share the proceeds from this podcast with Disney. With Disney. <laughs> I will give you 100% of our profits from this episode of the podcast, Disney. It's all yours. Are you happy now? Yeah, I'm happy now. Right. Okay. It is a new year. Thank you for joining us in 2023. I'm still not used to that at all. It's only day one. A whole new year of books. I'm so excited. I'm excited about all the recommendations we're going to get this year yes. and all the recommendations we're going to read and our resolution. We were talking we about have, this. We've been talking about this since November, but our promise to you, our dear listeners, and our promise to each other is to get back on top of our recommends list. We have a massive recommendation list. It's not that massive, but it no, but got it's a just, bit massive at the end of the year with Christmas did. happening and yes. end of term and that type of And you of did stuff. a lot of travelling at the yeah. end of last year, so it was... We had to be more strategic about the reading than we perhaps wanted to be. So, yes, we fell behind on our recommends, but we are going to get back onto that. Not this episode, though. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> we need so, to give you time to hit us the, with recommendations more and more. But All we'll right. also catch up with our ones from last year. But in the nature of the best res- like New Year's resolutions, there are, I'll start tomorrow. So today we're reviewing... I like, can't be in charge. You can Lady for yourself. Lady Whistledown Strikes Back. Yeah. Which is It's the a... second antholo- anthology? Yeah, so this is like after half the Bridgertons were published or most of them were published mm. in the early 2010s, Julia Quinn, Karen Hawkins, Mia Ryan, and... Someone else. I'm so sorry. Oh. I'll look that up. Wrote a series of little anthologies set in the world of obviously the Bridgertons. So Lady Whistledon does the sort of narrative commentary that ties all the chapters, the four stories together. Absolutely. And there are some reappearing characters. Yeah, from but the they Bridgertons. are. Yeah, there are. But very. I thought that was very light on. I expected. Penelope's in one and for one a minute. Of the yeah. One of the Bridgerton brothers the is in one there. for two minutes. There have been a couple. Julia Quinn, Mm. Karen Hawkins, Suzanne Enoch, and Mia Ryan. Oh, you should have remembered Suzanne Enoch. We've read some of her. Yeah, we have. I just have so many names in my head. And is this the second? Because it's Lady Whistledown. Further observations of Lady Whistledown, but we, you don't, it's not a series. There's one mention in this series of something that happened in. Further observations. Further observations gotcha. To the point that I couldn't remember which one came first, so we read this one first because its title reminded me of The Empire Strikes Back with Julia. Quinn writes in her introduction, was deliberate. <laughs> so. Would you like me to spoil a free recap? I think so. Mm. When's it set? <laughs> Regency England, so like Great. the 1815s. Terrific. Particularly it's just after the Napoleonic Wars are coming to an end. That feels like a thing. Yeah. Because that feels narratively relevant. At any rate. All the, the soldiers have returned. All the soldiers have returned. And that's that appears in... The first story and the third and story. And the third story, yeah. yeah. I knew it had to be more than one. I was like, oh, maybe it was only in one. Anyway, so basically all of the novels or all of the little kind of short stories in this anthology take place at the same time. Mm. 
And so they're kind of layered all on top of one another. And you see a lot of moments that are happening in one person's story that then get explained in a different Yeah, so there's, story. A, there's a crossover. They're quite entwined. They are quite there entwined. Are stories. They're the, novellas. The event, the sort of central event that runs through all four novellas and quite cutely is the thing that I guess you have to read to the end Lady to find Whistledown out the is end. gossiping about it. Yes, that. is that one of the society leaders or matrons or whatever had a very fancy dinner party and she brought out a gaudy neck uh, bracelet that had a broken clasp and went missing. And she was convinced someone stole it. So then she starts, like, inve- spreading, spreading rumors. rumors and accusing people of being thieves and righty, righty, right. So it's essentially all of the people, everyone's story begins at, at that, that dinner, party. dinner party from, like, the weeks or days that followed, found love and blah, blah, blah. And that's kind of it. The, well, there's only four. So the first one is... No, 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 no. We're not doing this. They're all mostly, like, members of the ton. But the second story is basically a servant. I feel like if that is companion. relevant, if you want to talk about a specific story in your recommend, you're allowed. But I'm not participating in a plot-by-plot recap of an anthology. Okay, fine, go. So that's pretty much it. We're going to have like a New Year's fight. <laughs> maybe maybe our resolution should be to write a constitution about what these spoiler-free We wrote one years ago. Oh, we did. Actually, and I then we, we lost did, the piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Wrote it on a piece of paper with like a texter. We did. That's okay. true. So. What did you think of Lady Whistledown Strikes Back? I wrote three. Very it was an interesting reread this far since, like, sorry, yeah. this far away from having read, I haven't read a Julia Quinn maybe this year. Like, it's been a long time since I've read any Bridgerton. No, she hasn't published a new one and we haven't reread Bridgerton because no. we, were, we were giving ourselves a bit of space. Mm. I really enjoyed in this that there was that reoccurring theme that tied it all together. Same. And that there were common characters. I yep. found the crossover really engaging as a reader and it made me want to keep reading. It really propels you into the next so it, little short story. It felt like a cohesive book mm. rather than a disparate collection of, of stories. Absolutely. And I really enjoyed that each. in this. And we've read a couple of anthologies lately where that has not been the case and and I found this really refreshing. I Having recently read them both ways, where it's just a random collection of yeah. stories versus a clear like a clear plan, oh, my characters are going to do this. Oh, great. Well, actually, my characters will be there when that happens too, and they can run into us and we it's can like have a chat. It's like they plot it all on Zoom, and then they type in a writer's room together. Absolutely. And that's how they plot it, because so clearly Julia Quinn writes the Lady Whistledown yes. commentary yes. that happens, and that sort of sort of beginning and end. Yeah, being me, I did, of course, I cried. Oh, really? Yeah, I always cry. Like, yeah. the amount I cry in novellas is you'd be shocked by. Like, if you want to, I believe it. If a romance author wants to pull my heartstrings, they get pulled. It's just how it works. Okay. It's how I work. But I thought that overall, it was the characters were quite well developed in a pretty short time. Yes. And I have actually, I have read it when it first came out. I remember buying it physically Mm. before we got into e readers and reading it walking home along the river, hoping that I wouldn't trip or anything. And the story that, I have reread multiple times is the second one. 
with the Lady Neely's companion who's like the party planner. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I liked both of them. I that really, was cute. I liked mm. I thought it was really cute mm. and mm. it was mm. the shortest of the stories as well. Yeah, that's true. And it was fun. It was fun. I, can't I liked the chef. Which one. The chef was such a fun character to have. He was really fun. So, and I thought it was really well positioned that that happened. The first one is, you know, the palaver at the dinner party. The second one is, okay, now the people who were implementing the dinner party. Yes. And then the third one are people who attended. And the last one is a character who sort of appears continually. Has appeared. And, and, and everyone, everyone in the town has been talking them. about them, yeah. Her presence and his presence sort of propel the story forward. He turns up at the dinner party unexpectedly and then... Lady Whistledown gossips throughout them, and I thought that that was really engaging because it made me want to keep reading and find out. Absolutely. In all those four different stories, what sort of was going to happen. And you kind of kept getting where the tidbits were dropped that you could obviously, as a reader of romance novels, it's not subtle when you have a little moment and go, oh, I bet that gets explained more in another novella. There were enough of those dropped and then they were there were enough of them answered frequently one novella after another that it did propel you throughout. Yes. So I didn't – it's not like they kind of dangled this carrot of, oh, why did he leave her and why did he come back? That wasn't – that was in the back of your mind. But you were answering so many other questions as you went along. It felt – the whole kind of thing felt like discovery in that way. It was very well plotted. Yeah, really very well plotted. That. Very and professionally plotted, yeah. yeah. My favourite story was probably the second one about the the party planner. Yeah. The the cute, funny one. Yeah. And the, my second favourite was actually that sort of culminating story at the end with Lord and Lady Easterly mm-hmm. where you find out, you know, it's not massively a surprise where the bracelet's gone. But no, but I, that was fun. It was fun, but I really liked having – had them pop up as characters throughout. Yes. And that's what I think made it feel like a really sort of cohesive. Overall, the story was there was a clear idea of a story mm. that just had sort of you followed different people yeah, at different times and without sort of extraneous distraction, all the things that appeared within one you came back to later on. Yeah. So I would recommend it because I found it quite rewarding I found it engaging as a reader. Yeah. The way it was plotted. Some of the stories were obviously better than others. Yeah, but, but that's but, and by that we you only mean really that you liked some more than you liked yeah, others. Yeah. Like I, the one that I the third one was probably the weakest. Is that the one where her family didn't want Yeah, yeah she had right. this sort of really unpleasant family who always yeah. sort of thought the least of her and the first one made me cry a lot. Yeah, I thought it would. I was like, right up at the beginning, Amy, crying. Crying already. (laughs) So it's a recommend from me. My turn. It is your turn. Yeah, I, again, really found the cumulative quality, the adding, looking at the same sort of maybe week from, because it kind of went from the dinner party at the start of each of them. That was the kind of the kicking off point for mm. each of the stories. And most of them finished up around Vox Hall. They went to um, the the Waterloo reenactment. Yes, and that was interesting because half of them had been at Waterloo yeah. and were like, eh, yeah, how do we feel about pretty. this? But, what um, else can we do at the Vauxhall Garden? Exactly. Waterloo, and so it was... <laughs> 
it was over the same period of time. So the cumulative nature of it that you understood more and more of what was going on over that period of time, by the end of the book, you'd kind of gotten lots of different little stories happening at once. Mm. I thought that was really nice. They clicked together really neatly and in a way that was really satisfying. They were different enough from each other to still be interesting, but they were still all quite wholesome. So when I say they're kind of different enough from each other... I would say their tone was pretty similar throughout. Mm. I think that's... It was cohesive. Yeah, that's right. I was about to say, I think that's necessitated by going for this kind of cohesive feel. Mm. And I would say that extends to having quite similar tones. And all the characters were quite unique. Like, there was no point that I kind of felt as though they were all carbon copies of each other. But, yeah, definitely this is a wholesome set of stories in that sense. It was a trashy novel, at times. Oh, sorry. Yes, it's, it's not, not like a if... family novel. No, 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 it's not. But <laughs> it's not her Prairie Home Companion or whatever. That no, that, that one that read. was like the worst will do is hold hands. Yeah. No, so it's you know it's a Julia Quinn. So there's your bits of Mackin and stuff like that, which is what you expect in a romance I novel. You're gonna you know develop on the word bits. No, <laughs> I didn't need to go there. But thank you, Amy, for you're starting welcome. us starting off the new year with such a high tone. But I guess I mean that there was no that kind of hate turning into love. Oh, there was yeah, no yeah. he's a total jerk and we need to see that turn around or Yeah, okay. I so think it's I know just what you mean. Really, it's just got that kind of the pride and prejudice wholesomeness. They had to good it. people. The characters yeah. there was no one that you're like, ugh. That's I don't right. want to spend time following your romance. Or ugh, okay, but you're gonna need like a lot of I'm gonna need to see a lot of character development from you, friend. Or redeeming or whatever. Well, there was, was none of, of that. The fourth story. Was oh, we wanted, yes. we were set up to be like, well, now we are ready to know why you're in this situation. Yes. Because that fourth one is they're married, but they're Already. estranged. But even they had shown that they were both good people before you hit the fourth book, the fourth story. Yeah. There was like, ready. there was a you're moment. ready for their journey. Yeah. There was a moment earlier on where they were revealed to be good people, mm. where they could have kind of dobbed someone in and been jerks about it but chose not to chose to do the right thing anyway so i really liked that yeah so i actually opposite to you really liked the second and the first story didn't mind the third i thought it was okay i just think i liked the first two better yeah i wasn't so i didn't super care about sophie who is sophia sophia who's lady easterly at the end I think I was just tired by the time I got there. I feel like I need to go go back and give it a better a better chance. I just kind of skim read the last novella, if I'm honest. But it was overall, I thought it was overall really, really good. I thought it was strong. I really enjoyed it. The first, the first story particularly, I thought was my favorite. That was, I thought that was exceptional. That had a lot of like it made me cry, but it had yeah. a lot of. I don't know. Pathos isn't really the right word, but in such a short period of time, it managed to do quite a lot emotionally. That's which how I felt too. I appreciated. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I really liked, and I think this just speaks to something that's annoyed me recently in other books that I've read. You know how when there's there's a particular thing that's irritating you. Yeah. When you see it done well or where you see that it's not happening, you're like, oh, great job on that front, everyone, or whatever. Exactly. So I really enjoyed... I guess the skill with which these characters were created, particularly the women, I felt like the women were all individual, clear characters. So they all had different character traits. I can picture them quite vividly in my mind, all four of them. And they had 
strengths and weaknesses, and their strengths and weaknesses were clearly demonstrated through their actions and words, rather than just by a whole bunch of ancillary characters labeling them as one thing oh, or yeah. another. Oh, yeah. Does that annoy you? Oh, when goodness. you say, oh, you're so, she's so intelligent. So, in- just say, if I say she's intelligent enough, do you think she I'm really rich. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> me too. I wonder, so I wonder rich. how much I'm going to have to say that's before my bank balance reflects that. I'm really tall. You are so tall. She's so tall, guys. Such a tall person. Anyway, I loved that that didn't happen. I noticed all the way through this book, I was like, oh, there's another character trait being demonstrated through actions. Oh, there's another character. Yeah. And as such, the... Show not tell. <gasps> show not it tell. It holds true in books as well as on film. It totally does. And as such, the male protagonists didn't need to spend the whole time espousing who like describing the women all the time in their head yes or out loud to their mates or have their mates repeat things that they had allegedly said you know off page but, but that was else. something the advantage of the shorter form is that they didn't really have too many mates that they yeah because you, you need to have also, less characters you also don't fill you don't need to fill as many pages i guess is the other truth of the matter isn't it so you just you just get in and get it done but either way that was something i really appreciated here these i felt like these were even in short form these were characters done well so, and they don't feel like cardboard cutouts so no. i would totally recommend this as a novella i put it up there with like the sixpence one that we read oh yeah i really enjoy that one yeah a sixpence in a shoe or something it was called. Four and weddings in a sixpence? Maybe four weddings in a sixpence. That sounds right. I really enjoyed that as a set of novellas, like a little anthology of short stories. You really enjoyed The Last Chance Christmas Ball, which we yes. mentioned a lot at Christmas time. Yes, though I didn't get to read it because I was reading the other one that was not as good. Christmas comes again, Kimberly. And each year that's how it yeah, works. Yeah, you can read it again. It's at okay. any rate. I would recommend this one. I thought it was good fun. Yeah, and I would too. Some and of the I'll stories totally, were I'll really. Read it again. Yeah, I would treasure it too. I will definitely read it again. I don't think I read it when it came out, though. I did not recognize. So I must have read. I think you must have read the further observations. The further observations. I've definitely read the further observations. Strong. The no. characters in further observations are a bit more two dimensional mm. and bland. They mention one, there's one reference to them in mm. this book, which is why I was like, oh, that must have come first, where they say, you know, like Lisa Pemberley's monkey. And yeah, that was a character right. and she was just sort of interesting because she had a monkey. That's, I remember. Yeah, that's all I remember about that previous book. So mm. don't worry, dear listeners, about the order. If you want to read these sort of post-quells or additional worlds of Bridgerton, the order is irrelevant. Yeah. We recommend. Hey, we're starting the new year with a hard recommend. Oh, that is nice. And a treasure. Yay! That's fun. Woo-hoo. Maybe it'll be a trend for the well, we want year. a year of recommendations. Oh, I think that'll to get us. tedious. No, no, well, we to know. Us. To us. We want to be recommended things. Yes, yes that is that's true. not going to get tedious. No, we that love won't it. be tedious. That's what we're after. So thank you once again for spending some of your time with us, and we are looking forward to a whole new year of recaps, reviews, and recommendations. Maybe. Maybe. And until then, happy reading and happy new year. Happy new year. 
And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.